Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham Scott. Is alongside, as always, hello, Scott. Oh boy, Sean, that was something else. Yeah, I'm all fired up. Yeah, you're fired up for what? Well, our curling season started a couple nights ago on Monday. That's right. Uh, we're releasing this on Wednesday, so our curling season is underway, Scott. We're underway at the Ottawa Curling Club. Uh, it's fun to be back, see a lot of familiar faces. Yeah, a little weird always, to me at least, to be playing in September, but is what it is. And the weirdest thing about playing in September is walking to the curling club in the light. Yeah. Because once you get into the, once the time change, once we go back to standard time, it's regardless if you're playing the early game or the late game, you're walking to the rink mm-hmm. in the dark. So I always find it strange, it's jarring to me to be walking to a curling game with daylight. Yeah, it feels like you're playing in a, a spiel or something. Yeah. You got the 10 a.m. draw and you're like, yeah. what? Something's wrong here. Yeah, and also walking to the curling club in not a toque and <laughs> jacket and all that stuff. So, um, But as happens every year, with me at least, Scott, I always go out there and within 10 minutes of being on the ice... I realize that there's things that I have forgotten to do right. to be adequately prepared for the season. Yeah, there's lots of things that every curler is going to have to check off their checklist. And that's what we're going to tell you about today. Yeah, so here are the things as, as we get ready for uh, a lot of people to be starting their seasons. We know a lot of, of arena curlers in the U.S., you've either already had your season or you haven't had a summer off. Uh, you sort of play continuously. Uh, but for dedicated facilities in this country... As clubs start to come back online, we start a little earlier than a lot of folks here in in the nation's capital. So things that you need to remember to do before you head out for your first game. All right, Sean, I'm going to go first with this. Okay. Uh, And my check, the the things on the checklist that I'm going to talk about involve equipment. Okay. So one of the things that I see a lot at the beginning of the season is people have, have poorly maintained equipment that they've you know stored away in a, in a shed somewhere for the summer, brought it out and think, okay, well, we're good enough. Ready good to go. go. Uh, You're not. I, I am definitely guilty of this. If you keep your gripper on your shoe uh, all summer, it's going to stretch out. You'll probably need to replace that gripper. Yes. You get uh, little bits of rubber falling off your shoe. Not great. No. Uh, it would give Glenn Howard fits because every every stone <laughs> would be picking. Uh, so you're gonna want to you're gonna want to look at the condition of your gripper and make sure it's still okay. Uh, you're gonna want to look at your brush head. Same idea, yeah. right? You store your broom all all summer somewhere. Or the brush head gets dirty, or you didn't replace it at the end of the year because you thought, ah, I can get a couple more games out of this one. Yep. So replacing your brush head. Yeah. Also, uh, making sure that your uh, pants and shirts and stuff have all been uh, nicely laundered. Yeah, because if you've just left them in your bag all summer, they're going to be ripe. And even though it's cold out there uh, on the ice, uh, in the ice shed, mm-hmm. we can still smell you. Oh, yeah. We can smell you. Yeah. Uh, if your stopwatch needs batteries, now yeah. is the perfect time to check it and change it. Yep. And uh, as far as equipment goes... 
that those are sort of the big ones i'd say yeah i was i'll say this too for your shoes the other thing you can do if you have discs especially mm. on your your kicking foot your drag foot those discs can get pretty dirty the rubber just ones, from yeah. the rubber from and through the from the hack yeah. they can get pretty dark so if you have discs, you can take them off and you can scrub them down. And it really does make a, a pretty big difference if you scrub those down. If you don't have disc and it's just a flat sole, uh, if you can in some way, just take like a, a coarser brush mm-hmm. and just brush them off. Yeah. Uh, just give them a, a once over. That'll really help to get some of that excess uh, rubber from the, the hacks off mm-hmm. and you won't have as many... Uh, those black footprints that you can get sometimes yeah. as your shoes warm up over the course of the game. So I find that helps. Uh, you mentioned taking the gripper off, which you should do after every game, just yes. as a side note. Yes. Uh, take your gripper off your shoe after your game because not only will it help with your gripper, it will also allow both the gripper and your shoe to dry better. Yeah. So your shoe will have a, a longer, longer life. It'll be in good condition better. So you should always take the gripper off and undo your laces a bit and try and flip the tongue up yeah as much air into that shoe as you can yeah you do that all the time because you take your shoes home right because because of that when so one of the the equipment guys at the ottawa curling club mentioned that to me and that's when i started taking my shoes home i don't take everything home but i do take my shoes home to so that they're not stuck in that locker yeah and they can get some air and, and properly dry out so if if you haven't done that um, you might have to replace your gripper. If your gripper still fits, you should wash that out too. Anyway, uh, yeah. inside and out. Yeah. Uh, don't not just the in, outside part that touches the ice, but the inside part as well. Wash that out. Again, the goal is to have as little debris on the ice as possible. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, anything else equipment wise you can think of? Make sure you don't have an alarm on your uh, stopwatch. stopwatch. Yes. <laughs> um, which can be annoying. And if you've had it sort of in a black back closet somewhere and the alarm is for like seven o'clock and you just maybe never, never home it. at seven o'clock or something, uh, you don't want that. Yeah. That's no good. <laughs> uh, so you check that. Yeah. But check all of your stuff. Gloves. Yeah. Gloves too. To, uh, make sure you're ready to go on, on that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, just make sure your stuff's in good working condition. Don't be the guy who kicks out for the first time before the game. Uh, and just it's like pig pen, and just a, f- yeah. a bunch of dirt and dust is flying off of you as you uh, Le- go down the ice. Leaves a trail of dirt and dust, that's for sure. Yeah, so we uh, definitely don't want that. So another thing, then, in in terms of equipment, at least for me, that is related to that, it has to do with my hands. Okay. Scott. So I every year, first game or two. Yeah blisters on the index finger just sort of the lower part of my index finger uh from sweeping on my right hand yeah is where i get them so i always like to uh, make sure that i have stuff in my locker at least for the first couple weeks Mm. afterwards i don't need it as much uh but just to make sure that that doesn't sort of get worse right some sort of like a cream or yeah uh i'd be not ibuprofen or uh, <laughs> uh, whatever it is you put on stuff. Polysporin. Yeah, so that kind of thing, just to make sure that you're ready to go. I, I, I can't imagine I'm the only one who gets blisters sure. at the start of the season from sweeping. Yeah, I do too. I do too. It's the same uh, same story. 
and uh yeah it's good to have something there just to to, yeah to make sure it doesn't get worse like you said yeah. yeah so so that's a big one for me if you have new shoes you might have something with your feet too that you if you get blisters uh, that can be problematic so you mm-hmm. want to be prepared for that too uh, especially if you're breaking in new pairs of shoes and another one that always gets me by surprise coming from the summer into the club for me is lip balm too right uh getting back into that cold dry air yeah. I always forget that yeah, I need the lip balm. Need a little bit of lip balm. So yeah. make sure you keep some of that in your curling pants or in your locker or uh, whatever you like. So you're always prepared. Yeah. So that physical side of things. Yeah. Uh, and early in the season too, again, because you're not quite used to the cold yet, I tend to need you know, an extra shirt or something early in the season mm. as my body again is getting used to the cold. Later in the season, I'm fine. But that early yeah. adjustment. And it's... Still pretty humid in the the early part of the season. Yeah, in the ice shed. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. And and as you talk now about your body getting used to curling, it's not just in the temperature, but it's in using some muscles that perhaps you haven't used uh, very much for a while. <laughs> yeah, maybe not since your last uh, game. Yeah, uh, yeah, in the spring. So, yeah, you you want to if you, if you don't do it regularly stretch yeah right stretch at the very least get to the club 15 minutes early before your first game and stretch out yes and there's lots of great stretches for curling on on the internet that you can google up curling stretches and find uh i'll always do a stretch for my my hamstrings uh my piriformis muscle uh which is underneath the glute uh also the glutes yeah. And I try to do hamstring, or not hamstring stuff, I already said that, but the hip, yeah, uh, your hip flexor. Uh, so for me, those are the the areas that I try to make sure I'll, I stretch uh, before the game, and it's especially important the first couple weeks. For sure, yeah. And I think the hips is a big one, right? Because yeah. you don't, yeah, I mean, you stand up and sit down uh, over the course of a normal day, but not to the same extent as getting into the hack and up yeah. from the hack, right? So you're really putting stress on your hips, uh, on your uh, hamstrings that you don't normally do. Uh, also, mm-hmm. if you have a, a knee thing, uh, too, like doing some things that can get your knees warmed up yep. can be really helpful. Um, like mostly the knee that you are you're have all your weight on when yeah. you're throwing. Do you do any, any high steps? Uh, a lot of people do. Yeah. Uh, I don't. But yeah, a lot of people do. I like the if you swing your leg back and forth, almost like a like a the a pendulum, a, a pendulum like on a clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do that, I find that's really good for the hip. Yeah, that too. is a good hip stretch. So to warm you up, pigeon pose is a good one, mm-hmm. where uh, you sort of go down basically into a tuck position. Basically, yeah. uh, I really like that one to really just loosen you up. Uh, and another one for me too uh, is in the arms, right? Because yeah, oh, yeah, like yeah, you use your arms over the course of a, a season, and you know if you're working out normally. But sweeping is a very distinct motion. Yeah. So for me, it's always the thing that always throws me with sweeping is the right so, right shoulder. Yeah. So doing things to keep the shoulders open. Because you and I both sweep with our right hand down. Yes. Sort of as if we were shooting a hockey stick yeah. right-handed. Yeah. Regardless and, of what side we're on. Too. Yeah, and that's the power arm. Yeah. And you're totally right. I I used to have the physiotherapist put K tape on. Yeah. when I curled because it would help keep my shoulder motion sort of in line. Uh, 
I, I don't do that as much anymore, but, but it is super important because I, the first two games of two years ago, I thought, Oh, Oh, my shoulder is right, broken, yeah. you know? So it was just a matter of stretching and making sure it, uh, it was working out for sure. So get in there. Uh, if you can start it up, you know, right now, depending on, yeah, regardless of when your first game is, right? The more you do, the, the easier it's going to be when you finally get out there, but definitely do some stretching and get yourself physically prepared to play. Absolutely. And, and along the same lines, Sean, uh, just keep a bottle of uh, Tylenol or Advil in your if you need to in yeah. your locker there because I'm sure there's going to come a time when if it's not you, maybe somebody on your team is like, oh, I feel really sore. Yeah, and then you can you know help them out. Yeah, or you can be proactive if you had one too many drinks after the game. Hey, there you go. Yeah. You can do that. Uh, you can do that as well. The the other thing I will say related to that, plan on stretching after games too. Mm-hmm. This if you play, if you don't stretch before play have a couple of drinks and go right to bed that can be a bad next day yeah i can attest to that having been a bad yeah. next day for me uh and it's weird with the culture right the culture of curling here in canada uh you go upstairs and okay i gotta have a drink with the other team you need to be sportsmanly sportsmanlike whatever and sporting and then oh boy now it's eleven thirty at night uh, I got a big meeting tomorrow morning. I got to get home and go to sleep. And the stretching sort of goes by the wayside. Right. Uh, maybe what we should do is, you know, talk to the other team before the game and say, hey, uh, we're going to take 10 minutes after the game. We're going to stretch. So don't expect to see us for 10 minutes. Yeah, I'm sure that will go over really well. And then we can say, and you are also welcome to join us in yeah. our team stretch. There you go. We'll be the coolest kids at the club. Uh-huh. No, I do find like that the extra, if I take, I always take 10 or 15 minutes when I get home after a game uh, to stretch it out. And on nights when I don't do that, the rare occasion when I don't do it, the extra 15 minutes of sleep, I wish I had stretched always. Right. Like it, it, it all, it makes a huge difference to me, uh, especially on my back. I find too. Yeah. You uh, end up feeling like you got hit by a truck. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's really helpful in that regard. So yeah, just do as much as possible. Take care of yourself physically. Uh, and be proactive about it because it'll make the reactive part or the reactive things you do a lot easier. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So also, I think one of the things that uh, you can do to get yourself ready for curling, you don't necessarily have to go to a, you know a strategy clinic or a, a, you know a, a, if you're still learning to curl, but even if you're not, going to a, a clinic that will help you with your delivery or sweeping technique, anything like that can be useful if they are available to you. That's right, yeah. There's a lot of clubs at the beginning of the year, uh, clubs I've belonged to in the past and now, they'll do a sort of membership recruitment Yeah. at the beginning of the year. And even if you're already a member, it might be nice for you to go out. Maybe you can volunteer a little bit. You can get some time on the ice before the season starts so that it's not the first slide when you throw your first stone. Uh, and, and by being a volunteer to help with recruitment you can meet some potential new members yeah uh, get re-engaged with the community yeah because a lot of people it, it's strange I, I find with curling is that you see people so much over the course of the winter mm-hmm. uh, every week and in some cases for for me twice a week you see yeah. them and, and you're talking and you know everything sort of not everything but a lot that's what's going on with their life yeah. where they work and uh, you know spouses kids all these things 
and then it's April, and you're like, have a nice summer. <laughs> and then you just don't see him again for four and a half or five months, and you come back in. So it, it's true. Like, you reintegrate yourself into that that community with those relationships, and it, mm-hmm. it's kind of a nice feeling. Yeah, for sure. For sure it is. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm pretty guilty of not getting to know many people at the curling club, but, uh, we, we just had a meet up with our Monday night team Yeah, and it was more to catch up and see how things have been going. And then we talked a, like a very little bit about what we want to try and do this year. Yeah. Uh, but even doing something like that with your team is, is pretty good. Yeah. And it's fun too, right? Cause if you're playing with these people, presumably you like them and you like spending time with them. So it's nice to actually have that opportunity. Yeah, absolutely, Sean. Uh, it's it, it's nice to be able to to get together without the, having the context of oh, we just had a shitty game. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's more time too. I mean, it's it's interesting too, especially with skips, right? Like if you're playing, and you know, we so we play in a Monday night league, and yeah, you, you hang out with the other team, and and you sit and you talk a little bit, but the skips are at the other end of the ice. Yeah. Uh, so I, of the opponents, I very rarely get to talk to the skip with any sort of detail or get to know them at all. You get to know the front ends a little bit cause you're at that far end a lot. But, right. uh, so it's, you know, if you have a chance to hang out outside of that context, it can be nice. Yeah. And it's, it's, I mean the opposite for the skips, right? Yeah. They, they talk to each other. They talk to each other and, uh, it'd be nice to have some time to, to talk to the front ends. Yeah. Yeah. So in that, you, you alluded to it a little bit. I think one of the things that's really good to do at the start of the season is for you personally, but also for your team or teams that you play on is to determine what your expectations are for the season. Right. Make sure everybody's on the same page. So if your goal as a player for the year is to just go have fun and not care about results, great. If your goal is to go improve personally mm-hmm. as a player, mm-hmm. individually, uh, and that be independent of how the team does, that's fine. Uh, let your teammates know. I'm trying to work on, say, draws this year. Okay. I get better yeah. on draws. That's great. Yeah. Uh, or whatever it is. Or if your personal goal is to go from, you know, you were a, a lead, now you want to play second or you want to play third or something. Like, just be open and, and determine what it is you want to get out of this curling season. Curling can be expensive, uh, and it's a big time commitment as well. Yeah. So you're doing it for a reason, presumably. It's good to, I find, know what that reason is. Yeah, and and like you say, be on the same page with your teammates, right? If your goal is to go to the briar, and you're playing with three players whose goal it is to get out of the house once a week, away from the kids, and have a beer or two, Yes. Probably your priorities, uh, you know, they're, they're not well aligned for, for you sure. to be successful as a team. Yes. So making sure everybody's on the same page, everybody knows what the goals are, uh, and, and accepting that too, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Everybody's got to be on the same page for it to succeed. Yeah. And, and having that clearly laid out. I mean, ideally, you would lay it out before you all agree to play each other or play with, <laughs> play each, with other. each other. Yeah. But, if you've played together for a couple of years, it's always good to sort of reset mm-hmm. where everybody's heads and at. say, what are we doing here? Why yeah. are we doing this? Yeah. And that, that's a nice thing to do. And it's a, a good way to, to, again, this is like with stretching or, or exercising. Uh, it's being proactive. 
yeah. too. It's not waiting for any problems to come up and having to react to them. Being proactive and assessing what the team is going to be. And so everyone, there, or there's not going to be accusations or people getting angry because everyone's just up front and you know where you stand. Right, yeah. There could be a team that regularly plays in the D division, wants to finish the year in C. Right. And that's their goal. And ideally everything that that each player is doing should be contributing towards that overall goal. For sure. Yeah. 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 So that kind of stuff is really helpful, especially once you get into the dog days of the season there in February. Oh yeah. And March. And uh, it's always good to sort of just know where, where things lay. Yeah. Uh, one other thing I'm going to bring up, uh, one of the things that I always forget to do at the start of the year is put my name on the spares list. Yes. For other leagues, you know, one of the best ways to take advantage of being a member of a club. Yeah. Uh, is to, is to play in other leagues. For sure. And if people don't know that you're willing to go and spare, then you'll never get a phone call. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And Sean, you, you got your Thursday night team because you were sparing on Thursday nights and uh, you spared for this one team a lot. And they said, hey, let's play together next year. Yeah. And it worked out really well. And, and there's a couple of friends I have at the club who I was on the spare list for Friday. Right. And I played in a couple of spiels uh, mm-hmm. with, with some folks from there, uh, with Pam and Wes. So it's great to, to meet people that way and get your name out there in the club. The key is, I, I will say this, if you're going to be on the spares list and go in and spare, the key to being a good spare has very little to do with how good you are as a curler. Yeah, it's a lot of don't don't be an asshole. Yeah, it, it is. It's all about how much fun you are to be around, depending on the level. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Cash yeah. league teams will care if you're good or not. But if you're going out on just a, in the rec league, if you're fun to be around and you're you're having a good time, and as a result, you're contributing to everybody else having a good time, you're going to get asked a bunch. Yeah, for sure. That's what people care about. So put yourself on the, the spares list. Get some extra games in and have a good time with it. And don't worry about being too serious and wins and losses and all that stuff. Go out there. Try and play well, of course. Yeah. Uh, and just have a good time. Be supportive. Be a good teammate. Be a good glue player. Yep. It keeps everyone together. Keep the banter up and have a good time. Oh, for sure. And you can listen to our What Makes a Good position yeah right uh, our podcast about what makes a good skip third all that stuff uh we could probably have an addendum to that about what makes a good spare yeah for sure we we definitely could so and it's don't be a jerk yeah it's really don't be a jerk just yeah. go out there go with the flow of it uh do what your skip tells you it's really what you should do all the time yes uh yeah and and have fun yeah and try to like people don't like it when spares come and don't try yeah no right? you no. gotta you gotta try like you got to be sort of focused. Like, don't be on your phone the whole time or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, go in, try, have a, have fun, smile, laugh, have a couple drinks, uh, or not. But unless you have somewhere to go, sit with them. Sit with at them at least. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, again, unless it's a late game and you got a kid that you, the babysitter's got to leave or something. Nah. But uh, definitely uh, try to to socialize with the other te- with your your team that you're playing with and the other team, and yeah. it's a great way to get some extra games in. Yeah, and it's always a fun experience to do something different than yes. what you're used to. So, uh, oh, it's just a different crowd. There's a different vibe on a on a different night, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, just have fun with it. Yeah. Uh, so a couple other things that I think we forget to do, or, or that people can forget to do, 
when they're playing, depending on the club's got uh, parking. Mm. Some clubs have limited parking, uh, and I have heard of clubs that have dedicated spots that you have to get in advance. That's right. So you want to make sure you got your parking down. Lockers at a lot of clubs work the same way. If, if you don't have a locker system that just runs over year to year, if it's resetting on lockers, right. you want to make sure you get in there and get a locker. And I know for a lot of people, it's preferably the exact same locker that they've had for the past 45 years. Because God forbid they turn left rather than right when they go in the door of the locker room. That would just be sacrilege. Well, it really throws you off. You it know? really would. It's your pregame routine. <laughs> um, so those sorts of things, you don't want to leave those to, you know, if you're showing up at the club 10 minutes before your game. That's right. Yeah. Figuring out where you're parking, where your locker is, all that kind of stuff. Try and get that done in advance. Yeah. I always uh, have that problem when I go to the Rito. If I'm driving and I'm like, where the heck am I going to park? The yeah. the snow everywhere, uh, parking on the streets a couple blocks away. And then it adds, you know, four or five minutes yep. to my time. So, yeah, make sure you've got a plan in place for all of that. Uh, if public transit's available to your club. Even uh, better. Yeah, make sure you know the schedules. Yep. All that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, if you have, I know a lot of clubs, especially arena clubs there, in the U.S., uh, but even here in, in Canada, I've, I've seen it. Uh, if especially if you're a, like a rental league that you yeah. play with, uh, making sure you have all your forms signed, all your waivers, yeah. that kind of stuff. Pay too. Oh yeah, uh, right. You, again, if you're showing up, if you're showing up 20 minutes before your game, you want to stretch. You want to stretch rather than be at the bar in the manager's office taking care of your dues and stuff. So exactly. try and. Uh, Make sure all that administrative work is out the way. Yeah, and uh, that's a good reminder to me because I still have to do that. Yes, you do. Uh, yeah, and we started last night, so... That's ooh, problematic. Ooh, boy, yeah. uh, I got it, Dalal. It's on its way. <laughs> so, yeah, so you want to make sure that all those sort of little administrative things are taken care of. Uh, if you have a locker uh, and you have space in your locker, things like hangers uh, are always good to have. Mm-hmm. Maybe perhaps like maybe not an actual like air freshener but maybe some like dryer sheets yeah just to keep that space a little fresher than it might otherwise 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 be be. those sorts of little things can be really helpful as well yeah i keep uh i get command 3m command hooks yeah to put extra hooks sort of in my locker uh it's nice to be able to hang up all of your shirts uh you know if if i come from work and i've got a suit on and then yeah. Uh, where am I hanging my suit? Uh, I don't have enough hooks in here. So, yeah, just make sure make sure everything is uh, ready to go. For sure. And, and, of course, Scott, the biggest thing that everyone has to do before they get to the rink for the first game, remember, please remember, if you are a rec player, that you are not at work. You are not, um, you know, doing something that is stressful. This is your recreational free time. You're choosing to be there. Please, please, for all that is good in this world, remember that this is for fun, that we're there to enjoy the experience. And uh, for as much as it's your free time, maybe even more importantly, it's my free time. Don't ruin it for me. Uh, so don't be don't be someone who gets so involved in it uh, in terms of worrying about, you know, oh, this rock didn't curl another two inches and stuff like don't get so intense that it can ruin the experience for others just remember that it's supposed to it's there for fun it's there for the enjoyment get a little physical activity uh some socializing it's it's there to have a good time yeah you can be competitive 
for sure you can have a little you know competitive streak and you want to win the games there's nothing wrong with that sure but don't let that infringe on everybody having a good time yeah try to leave all of your stresses at the door you know uh, don't be checking your work email on your phone you know in the middle of an end for sure uh you know just you're on you're on your own time now and uh save all that for after the game. yeah the only situation is if you work for norad and you're on the missile defense watch yeah then check your phone or if you're a doctor and have to go in for emergency something but then yeah but then you know but if you're on call maybe you shouldn't be currently yeah uh, yeah uh, i don't know how doctors do that but uh uh but certainly if you're on missile watch you should probably not come into the curling club uh exactly but yeah but the key is to have fun so uh hopefully that sets everybody up uh, some things that we often forget to do before the start of the season hopefully you don't forget to do those things and you set yourself up for a great season yeah and and sean if any of our listeners have tips for things that we've missed obviously we want to hear about them get in touch with us on twitter uh, get in touch with us through our, our instagram we're going to be instagramming uh, you know, now that the season's back in, in gear, we're going to be doing a little more Instagramming. Uh, I, I promised I was going to work on the website and it didn't happen, but, uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, uh, keep going with, uh, those sorts of things. And certainly, yeah, the, the grand slams and the TV season's about to start YouTube streaming's up and rolling. So a lot of stuff going on and, and we'll get back into the swing of things here on the Game of Stones podcast. So thanks for tuning in, everybody. If you have not yet, please do subscribe to the show, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, TuneIn, all those various places. Subscribe, give us some ratings and comments and all that stuff. It keeps the show going, lets other people know where to find it. As Scott mentioned, Game of Stones pod on Instagram and Twitter. Scott's on both those, at ScottLakesTV. I'm on Twitter at Dr. Shawnee Fever, and definitely get in touch with the show at Game of Stones Podcast at gmail.com. So I hope you enjoyed this uh, shorter episode than normal, but, you know, a nice little reminder. We don't want to overburden you with things to do before you head out to the curling club. Exactly. You don't want too much homework on uh, first day of school. That's right. So, uh, so enjoy it if you're playing in the near future, everybody, or if you're not playing in the near future, there's some tips in there that can get you set for your next time you head out there. So uh, we'll be back with you again next week. But until then, keep those brooms on the ice and don't dump that intern. Make the final.